Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Oh, snap. 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 Hey, hi, hey, ho, hey, A, B, C, D, I, O, U, O, 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 Hey, this is episode 12 of the 40 Ounce Fridays podcast. Hope you guys are having a good week. Hope you guys are having a good Friday. Now, I know originally I was going to do the uh, Yu Yu Hakusho Dark Tournament analysis stuff, but I, I, I also posted a status um, up on uh, the Facebook page for Art Project, talking about how I wasn't going to do it this week now, and that uh, I was actually going to postpone it, just because I'm almost done watching the series again for like the 11,000th time. I uh, love that show, but... Uh, I started to get, like, you know, thoughts in my head. I'm like, I could do this analysis a lot better. Especially, like, watching the series again and seeing what it is. It's just like, I could do the series a lot more justice than I'm giving it. So I want to finish it up again, and I want to actually, like, write stuff down about it. And, like, kind of get my thoughts together and organized into something. So when I do do an analysis or something about Yu Yu Hakusho, it's better formulated. It's better, you know, said and put, like, what I'm trying to get across is better understood, and I think, uh, taking the time to do that will help a lot more than what I was currently trying to do, so we're, we're gonna go ahead and put the Yu Hakusho stuff on the back burner for now, I feel like it'll be better later on once I have all my thoughts together and written down into a nice little script, something I can read off of at least, not read word for word, but at least go off of, and just have my thoughts better put together for that, I feel like when it comes to, like, analysis and retrospectives and things, uh, reviews even and things of that nature, it's better to have that stuff written down and have your thoughts more put together like that than, I was, I don't want to say I was going off the top, because like I said, I was, uh, as I was going to do the videos for the, the analyses, I was going to be watching the show, <clears throat> so it's more refreshed in my head, but I feel like it was a little too off the dome for that, and I want to do the series better in terms of talking about it, especially the way I wanted to talk about it with the whole meaning thing, so sorry about that, we're going to put that on the back burner, and I think I'm just going to stick to what I normally do, just talking about random subjects in the nerd culture in terms of like games, movies, anime, and then even like music and stuff, so uh, the main topic is something I was going to go over in September after we did the Dark Tournament stuff for these like, two, next few weeks, but that got pushed for it now just due to circumstance. But uh, I'm going to be going over like my thoughts on the hypocrisy of the whole nerd community, like nerd culture in general, not just like one thing like anime or games or music or movies or whatever. Like the whole thing in general, I just want to go over what I feel like is really hypocritical that a lot of people within the community do. And I'm, I myself, like, might not even be accounted, like, not even be, like, immune to this thing. I might be hypocritical sometimes, and I might realize that as I'm talking about this now, but I, I have caught myself kind of like, oh, it's kind of like a hypocritical thought, like, in real life. So, I just want to go over this severe, like, idea of people being hypocrites within this community, because it's, it's so, it's, like, people do it all the time, and I just... Some people, I don't know, it, it's something I want to talk about. Uh, it's better said once I once I get to that point. See, I like talking about this stuff more off the top of my head, just because it's, like, current thoughts, so it's good to get my thoughts out, rather than, like, forming an analysis just off the top of your head. I, I feel like you gotta, you gotta script that out, you gotta work that out, plan it. So that's what we're gonna do. But before we do that, just, like, some quick news bits. Um, uh, Cannon Busters is a... Uh, an anime series that recently just got it added, got, uh, that just got uploaded to Netflix. 
I think like a week or two weeks ago. It's it's as of the of this recording. It's been a week or two weeks. I don't know exactly how long it's been up. I personally have not watched it yet, but I'm excited for it just because uh, I've I've been hearing things about it like for a couple years now, and it was a black creator, a lot of black characters in the series. So as like you know a writer, like a black writer, you know, super inspired by anime and manga and stuff like that. It's cool to see a series like that getting some shine and getting something put out there like into the world. And it looks really interesting. Uh, I, I have not watched it yet. I just haven't had the chance to, but I probably will soon enough. Probably sometime next week I'll probably try to watch it because it, it's short. It's one season so far, and it was like 12 episodes, I believe. So it's short, so it's going to be a quick walk, watch through. I can probably watch that in like throughout the week, like when I have the time, just watch a couple of episodes, probably finish it up in a couple of days. I don't want to say one day, just because I don't have the time to sit there and watch all 12 episodes in one day. I don't think I will, but we'll see. And then maybe, um, I won't say a review, but maybe I'll talk about it next week. I don't know. It depends on if I can watch it or not. I don't want to talk about it now just because I haven't watched it, so I don't really have an opinion. I just know I'm excited for it, and regardless, I am kind of like, it's a sense of like, yeah, dude, do it, you know, being, you know, that black pride of just like, creators getting their work out there, I don't know if it's good or bad yet, in my personal opinion, I don't know if I like it or not yet, just because I haven't seen it, but it is cool that 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 that's a thing that's out there in the world because I've, I've been hearing mixed things about it personally not just in like the whole community standpoint especially within like the black anime nerds like the groups i'm in with like black anime fans and black comic book fans and all that stuff i've heard very mixed things like some people like really like it some people really fucking hate it some people uh are just like meh about it and, and it's also bringing up, and mainly in the black community, like the black nerd community, I've noticed, like, the main uh, discussion or topic it's bringing up is, like, do people like this show because they, what the fuck was that? <laughs> do people like this show because they they like it? They actually enjoy the show? Or are people liking it just because it was made by a black creator? Because some people that dislike the show or, like, think it's, like, eh, like, don't understand why uh, there's other fans that really, really like it. And they're accusing people of, like, well, you only like it because it was made by a black person. And I don't want to bring my personal thoughts into it yet because, like I said, I haven't watched it yet. But I'm like, well, what if they actually really like the show? Like, I'm going to go ahead and say it now. Just because you don't like something very much doesn't mean other people can't like it a lot. Like... There, there isn't, like, some bullshit excuse as to why they are acting like they like something a lot. Maybe they like it a lot. But I'm also sure there's a lot of people out there that are only, like, really digging it because it was made by a black person. And they aren't actually, like, critiquing it and seeing if it's good or not. So, I'm gonna watch it and see how I feel about it. And I'll give my thoughts. But I think in terms of, like, that whole split uh, view of canon busters like how people feel about it it's interesting because i do feel like there are people like that like black people out there in the world who are only just praising something because it was made by a black creator but aren't really like critiquing it it's like yeah you 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 should support your people your people fully like i said like go ahead and give canon busters a shot just because i think it's so fascinating and like really inspiring to see another black creator like get their work out there but I'm not going to say if it's good or bad, personally, because I haven't watched it. So, I don't know. I'm still going to support it by watching it. I'm going to see what it's about and how I feel about it. But, yeah, some people said they really didn't like it. Some people said it wasn't interesting. Some people thought it was really corny and tacky. But some people did like it. Some people said it was really good. Some people said it was a good start for a first season of a show, and they're hopeful for a season two. So they weren't saying that it was meh, but they weren't saying that it was great. They were saying, like, this show has potential so far, which is good because it's a 12-episode season. So who knows? Who knows how I feel about it personally? But, yeah, Cannon Busters. Uh, it's on Netflix. Go ahead and check it out. Looks really cool. What From what I know about it, because I've seen the trailer, I forget the characters' names for the most part, just because I haven't watched it, but it's like this droid girl who's looking for her former master, and then she's teamed up with this little, I think, like, abandoned repair or assistant droid thing, and then they're also looking for a dude, he's the only name, 
character name I remember. His name is Philly the Kid, and I believe he's like the main main character. And he's a uh, a young wanted criminal. I think he's the world's most wanted criminal. And they're looking for his help, I believe, for her to find her master, her lost master. And also, Philly the Kid is a mortal. There's a lot of weird aspects going on. Like I like I don't know much about it. Like that's from bits and pieces of what I heard from the trailer. But the theme song absolutely slaps. I fucking love it. Um, Oh, I should have downloaded it to play at the end of this podcast. Uh, No, I won't do that this week. If I watch Cannon Busters, I'll do it next week. I don't want to do it for something I haven't seen. So yeah. Um, what else is up? Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven S. Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition uh, recently got a demo. I think uh, yesterday or the day before that. Like I think it was about a. Few, it, it was it was sometime this week. Uh, Dragon Quest XI S got a demo for the Switch. It's uh, you can download it right now. It's I think it's like four point seven gig. It's almost five gigs or something like that. It's not super big, though. If you don't have external extra storage like i personally do i need to buy uh some more storage for my switch you'll probably have to delete some stuff especially when the full game comes out the full game comes out november 27th but but the cool part about this demo is apparently i haven't played through the full demo yet just because i i've been busy and i haven't been like super dedicated to it because when the game comes out i'm going to play through the whole game again that i already played on ps4 so I'm not, like, jumping in to play as much of the demo as possible, but I wanted to get a feel for how it played on Switch, and it feels pretty smooth. But uh, apparently the demo is 10 hours, so that's a lot for a demo. Like, 10 hours, you that's a good chunk of game, supposedly. That could be, like, an average, so I, I guess, like, it plays up to a certain point, and I guess that average for what people are reporting was 10 hours. So I guess it depends on how fast or how slow you're playing through those early parts. But that's that's still a good chunk into the game, I believe. I believe it'll get you to a to a good to it'll get you far enough to get a to get like an early feel of how you feel about the game. Also, um, if you play the demo and you purchase the game on Switch, you could continue where you left off on the demo, so you don't have to start the game all over again. Like you don't have to play that portion you played in the demo again. You can just play from where you left off. Another reason why I'm probably, like, not diving too deep into the demo, just because personally, like, I'm gonna play through this game again with all its extra content, and I already know I want it. So in terms of a demo, it's just like, I was just seeing how the game looked and felt on the Switch, so I played a little bit of it. But it's pretty nice, so I'm gonna play from the beginning, but for people out there who haven't played Dragon Quest XI, and they want to try out the demo, just so you know... That 10-hour demo, if you think that's too long and that you'll have to start the game over again, if you buy the full game, you won't. You can continue where you left off. So that I thought that was really cool. They also added new Draconian Quest. Uh, Draconian Quest is um, a feature in Dragon Quest Eleven where when you start up your game file, you can choose these quests, and they kind of um, add, they add challenge to the game. So you can do stuff like, these monsters will be stronger. You'll gain less experience. You can't wear armor, um, though you can't purchase items, the only, like, healing items you could get are, like, out in the field, things like that. It's just things to add challenge to the game. Apparently, they're adding new Draconian quests, and one of the Draconian quests, I believe you can get it in the demo now, too, um, is that NPCs will lie. So, I guess when you go into a town and you talk to the townsfolk to get information, you know how RPGs are, like, They'll give you, like, a bit of info, and you're just like, oh, that's what I need to do. Oh, oh, that sounds like a side quest. If you turn that on, some of those NPCs will be lying. So they'll give you information that might seem, like, uh, real important or real special that you should follow. And it could just fuck you up and lead you on a wild goose chase. So you have to pay attention to who you're talking to, I guess. So I guess that'd be the added challenge. And I think that's funny, especially for me, because I definitely... I'm going to... I don't think I was going to play with a lot of Draconian Quest on on my second playthrough of this game when I play on Switch. But I definitely want that one on because I think that's funny. Because I don't remember every piece of NPC dialogue in the game. There's a lot of NPCs in this game. So I don't... I probably won't know who's lying and who's telling the truth. So I think that's really exciting to me. I think that's funny. 
that they added that, and they're going to add some other quests to Draconian quests to Arid, so we'll have that to look forward to. So also, if you so if you want a more challenging gameplay experience, because I know um, one of the few things people criticized Eleven for, because Eleven is damn near perfect, I ain't even going to lie, Eleven is like a fucking 9.5 out of 10 for me. Um, but yeah, like, little things, like, the game is kind of easy, I will say that. I feel like Act 1 is a walk in the park. Act 2 is, like, kind of hard, but not really. You just kind of have to use your head a little bit more in fights. Act 3, I'd say, is the most challenging part. I say once you get to Act 3, which is the end game stuff, um, that's when stuff actually gets challenging. And I say end game, but it's like, it's like actual extra, it's more story. I won't even say extra story. It's like important to the plot when you get to end game. It's like when you get to the end of Act 2 and you think it's the end of the game, it's not the end of the game. And I don't think that's a big spoiler because I'm not going to tell you what's happening. But, oof. But, um, yeah, so I I would say personally, and I never really had a problem with the game in terms of, like, challenge. Like, I never had a tough time beating something until Act 3. I think playing through Act 1 and Act 2 and throughout the entire game, and I did not level grind in this game either. I didn't level grind until Act 3. So through the first two parts of the story, I did not level grind at all. Whatever levels I got were from traveling across the world map, running into monsters on my next destination, boss battles, etc., etc., etc. Oh, and taking side quests, I guess, too. But I never, like, strictly went out to level grind. I was always doing something. Um, I think I died once in the entirety of that. And that's just because I was not ready for that boss fight. Not even level-wise, just, like, ability-wise. I was not prepared for what he was doing. So he, he killed me, and I was like, fuck. And I tried again. I didn't even go level up. I just tried the fight again, and I was better prepared that time. But in Act 3, I was, like, losing to certain enemies, and I was like, holy shit, I just got slapped. I need to train up. So, yeah, especially for a lot of, like, side endgame stuff you want to do, you better you better grind up. You better grind up. <laughs> you better work, bitch. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, so if you want more challenge to your experience through those first two acts, I would say turn the, the certain Draconian quests on, and if they get too tough for you and you want to break from them or something like that, I believe you can, when you go to the church to save your game, you can toggle on and off what Draconian quest you want on and off. So, boom, 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 it works out for everyone in the end. Uh, the game will also, the game demo... Though when you start the game up, it says, do you want to play in 2D or 3D, which you can also toggle on and off throughout your main game. You don't have to choose one to play forever on. You cannot pick the 2D version option, which is what the 3DS game model used. It kind of used the old school Dragon Quest style with like the 8-bit sprites and stuff that you would see in those old school JRPGs. 3DS took advantage of its like more limited hardware by using little aspects like that. That's callbacks to the older games. You can't pick the 2D mode in the demo. You will be able to in the full game. And you can switch between 2D and 3D. It's not like a dedicated decision. Like, once you choose 3D, it's not like, oh, you can never play the 2D. Or once you do 2D, you can never play the 3D. You you, you can switch them on and off. So I thought that was a cool little experience that they, they added. Um, the music in the demo is fucking phenomenal. They, they actually got the actual orchestrated music... Because I remember um, some of the big, some of some uh, another you know things that people were criticizing Eleven for was uh, the quality of music. Not that the music was bad, but they didn't use that like fully orchestrated sound that they they always have been known to use in Dragon Quest. So one thing I I noticed almost immediately when I started up the demo, I was like, this fucking sounds so much better. Like I had no problem with the music in Eleven on PS4. Like, when I was playing it, like, I was like, this sounds fine, but I can see why some, like, die-hard Dragon Quest fans, like, people have played, like, most or all the games, because I haven't, I've only played a couple, uh, I can see why people are upset about that, because, my lord, they were like, alright, we'll have the orchestrated music, Oh, it's the same songs, it's just better quality sound, like, it, it's so fucking beautiful, and the battle music, oh, it sounds so much better orchestrated, so, whoo, yeah, that's, that's a plus for the Switch version right there, um, 
But yeah, uh, the game does not look that bad. It, it's definitely a downgrade from the PS4. Like, I'm not gonna lie. You, you it, of course, it's gonna be a downgrade at the the P on the PS4 version. But um, not that bad. Not that bad. Not that bad. <laughs> um, it it looked like like no, all jokes aside, it didn't look that bad. It it looked pretty good actually. And I even even on dock mode, like I know not dock mode, uh, handheld mode. I know when you uh, the the quality also drops when you have it in handheld mode as opposed to dock mode. And I checked it on both, and I was like, it looks pretty good. They didn't they didn't sacrifice a lot of that visual quality. It can look a little fuzzy. In certain scenes, I did notice that. Like, sometimes it looks a little fuzzy. Not too bad. Um, All in all, still a gorgeous-looking game. I love the art style for Dragon Quest. Kira Toriyama, you did your fucking thing. And um, just graphically, the game looks really nice. Uh, Combat, still the same combat. Uh, They also have added a photo mode, so that's always a plus. And I believe when you pre-order the game, you can also get a free DLC pack. Uh, that has, you know, some seeds of skill that you can use to get you more skill points, raise certain stats. But they also have special costumes. I believe there was a, a special manga made by um, Hiro Mashima that they got Hiro Mashima to do about Eric. And Eric has a particular costume in that manga. You can get that as a DLC costume in the game. So you can get Eric's manga costume and some other costumes. So I was like, that's awesome. So I'm super stoked for that. All in all, um, 11S is looking real fucking nice. So if you're a fan of JRPGs, if you're a fan of Dragon Quest, and you have not played 11, please play the demo. See how you feel about it. It's a 10-hour demo. you got plenty of time to look into it, get a feel for what you're getting into. It's a very good game. Arguably, because it came out in America, it came out worldwide in 2018. So, arguably, in my personal opinion, it's my game, best game of 2018 for me. Like that was the best game I played that year. Love that game a hundred thousand percent. So, if you're if you're a JRPG fan or a Dragon Quest fan, definitely try out this demo. Um, I'd say if you're a Dragon Quest fan, just go ahead and pick it up. And if you've been meaning to pick up Dragon Quest 11, and you were going to get it on the PS4, on the PC, or even the 3DS, because you know that it's cheaper now. It's about 30 bucks on PS4, I know that. Uh, I would say, I would consider getting the Switch version over it, because I don't know if they're adding... Are the, Does anyone know if they're adding the Definitive Edition stuff to the PS4 and PC versions of the game? Or is this just going to be, this all this extra content going to be exclusive for the Switch version? Because I'm getting it on Switch, personally, just because, like, I like the idea of having Dragon Quest on the go. And I like the Switch, so I'm always down to expand my Switch game library. Library? Library. Um, But if if you can get the extra content on PS4 or PC, and you don't have a Switch, or you don't really care about having a game on the go, I say get it on the PS4 or the PC... And then just buy the extra content separately. Because the game's really cheap. The game's like 30 bucks at this point. But, if it's exclusive to Switch, get it on the Switch. And uh, just a heads up on that. If you are getting it on the Switch, it is a full $60 title on the Switch. It's not like $50 or $40. It's because it's a port. And I know I know a lot of people are mad about that. Because they're just like, well, what the fuck? The game's like... It's in terms of in Japan, it's two years old. In America, it's it's about a year old, especially from its release date. Um, and the thing about that is, it is coming with a lot of extra stuff, and also it's never been on the Switch. But I can also see why people are upset about paying sixty dollars for a game that's already been out for a couple of years. But that's why I also say just get it on the PS4 or the PC at that point. If that's if if the price is is that big of a deal for you. I'd say get it on the PS4 or the PC, because it is cheaper. I know for sure you can get it at several different places, like Amazon, eBay, Best Buy, for like $30. Like, Dragon, like you, you can get it for $30. PC, I'm pretty sure it's the same thing. You can probably get it even for cheaper. Um, the thing about the Switch one is, if all that content isn't coming on the PS4 or the PC, because I don't know if it is or not. I don't think they've ever said if it is or not. If it's not... 
then I would say get the Switch version because you're getting a fuller experience out of the game because a lot of the side content it looks like it's going to be side stories and side stuff involving the rest of your group. So I kind of like that aspect of getting more uh, information about the team because I really love the characters in Eleven. And I, I think it's worth the $60 if you're... Especially if you haven't played it already. Like, especially... Because I can understand if you already have a game on a different console and you don't want to pay $60 for it again. But if you don't have the game and you want it on the Switch, or I mean, if you don't have the game and you're looking for, like, a fun thing to play, get it on your Switch if you have a Switch. The game the game without the Definitive Edition stuff, I logged 120 hours out on my PS4 version. And this is coming with more stuff. So I'm I'm fully down. But that's just me personally talking. Don't take my word for it. Get it on whatever you want. Just know that the Switch version, when it comes out, it will be a $60 title. It will be coming out at 60 bucks, And it's coming out September 27th. So we got just about a month before its release. So you got a month to try out this fucking demo, dude. I'm telling you. Like, regardless of what system you're going to get it on, if you have a Switch, play the demo. So you can at least get a feel for the game in general. But um, one last thing we're going to be talking about before we get to the main topic, and that's going to be the whole thing with Spider-Man. Um, I'm not going to touch down too deep on what's happening with it, but just basic thing and my basic thoughts of it. Um, so Sony and Marvel had a deal where it allowed Marvel to use Spider-Man in their films, because Sony has ownership over the Spider-Man film rights. Uh, that's why we got Tom Holland playing Spider-Man, and Civil War, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, um, Infinity War, Endgame, and Spider-Man Far From Home. I still have not seen Far From Home. I need to see it. I heard it's fucking fantastic. But I don't know how I feel about that now, because apparently, apparently what happened was, it's not Sony and Marvel, it's Sony and Disney, because Disney owns Marvel, but Disney was getting 5% out of that stuff, and they wanted a better split, and they wanted a 50-50 split, because they're like, hey, we kind of refreshed Spider-Man's name and brought him, made him popular again, and this and that, and Sony, Sony didn't want to take that deal, Sony didn't want a 50-50 split. So, I feel like both of them are in the wrong at the end of the day, but I guess the agreement fell through, and so Sony was like, well, we're taking fucking Spider-Man back. So, that's the basics of it. So, as of now, I don't know exactly what's happening. I have to actually, like, do some research personally to look into it. But from what I've heard, Marvel, or, I mean, Disney and Sony are still, um, I guess trying to talk things through at this point, and maybe come up with a better deal. Uh, maybe some things have been successful, but Spider-Man being in the MCU is kind of at jeopardy, which f- fucking blows, because Tom Holland, fantastic Spider-Man, best Spider-Man in my opinion, in the film world, out of Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland, I think Tom Holland fucking nails the role really, really well. Uh, Homecoming was pretty great. Civil War, Black Panther and Spider-Man made Civil War, I am gonna lie. So, um... Infinity War, awesome. And Endgame, awesome. And, like, I know he wasn't the main focus of those films, but awesome. Also, Thomas Holland, like, acting in Infinity War when, you know, he didn't feel so good, Mr. Stark. Oof. Okay. Touched my heart. <laughs> and then I haven't seen Far From Home, but I, I've, I've heard nothing but good things about Far From Home. Everyone's saying Far From Home is, is fantastic. And that uh, the end credit stuff is really interesting, too, for what they're setting up. So I, I still got to watch it. Haven't had the time, personally. But but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. Um, but that's, that's it for that. My personal thoughts on that, like I said, it's going to suck if we lose Spider-Man from the MCU. Especially since at the end of, at the end of all of it, at the end of Far From Home, he's kind of being set up to take Tony's place as that kind of iconic hero in the MCU's world. Like, he's, he's, he's going to follow those footsteps. So he was actually playing a major role in their cinematic universe for what's coming up through these phases, most likely. Like, he was going to be doing stuff, but now I don't know what's happening. So if, if anyone has updates on it, just, just comment it on the podcast. But I'll be doing some research myself as well to see what's going on. 
Um, so we're just gonna get into the main topic. I don't know how long we'll be talking about this, but I just want to get my thoughts off about it because earlier this week, uh, I just saw a lot of posts from people. It was it was in an, a specific anime group I'm in. I'm in a couple. I I got out of a, I got out of a lot of them. I left a lot of them just because like I was so over the negativity and the toxicity of them, and it was just making me upset, and I didn't need that stress in my life. So like, I'm in like three. And the three I'm in are the three I... Two of them I've been in for a few years, and one of them I've been in for, like, about a year. And they're probably the best three I've been in. So, personally, for me, I was like, I'll leave these three just because these are definitely the most civil. Um, One of them is mainly a black anime group. I'm not going to tell you what it's called. (laughs) It's not called Black Anime Group. Don't worry about it. Um, But uh, it's, it's, it's for my homies, my fellow blurds out there, so... It's cool to see, you know, people, people of your race talking about stuff that's usually not enjoyed amongst uh, other people within your race like that. So, but the this group, it's it's cool, but it does occasionally have like those people that are really annoying. Like, y- you know, it has like the gatekeepers, the people that are just like. Oh, you're not a real anime fan unless you've watched such and such or such and such. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Like, I hate those people. You know what makes someone a real anime fan? If they like some anime, bro. Doesn't matter how mainstream it is. Leave them alone and let them live their life. If you don't like mainstream anime, you don't like mainstream anime. But that doesn't mean everyone else should hate it. And that doesn't make anyone else less of a fan for enjoying it. I like all kinds of anime, but guess what got me into anime? Mainstream anime. Dragon Ball Z. Naruto. Bleach. Uh, Yu Yu Hakusho technically was a mainstream anime at one point. It's a lot more old school. I wouldn't even call it obscure. People know about it. It's a lot more old school just because it's not, like, popping, popping. But Yu Yu Hakusho is my favorite anime series of all time. But you know what I mean. It's just like, shut up. Just because no one's watched... Jinkun Senku Rumbum, I boom ba boom ba boom ba boom. I don't. No one cares, bro. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I've watched a lot of obscure series too, and like really enjoyed them. But that's that's me. Like, and if I think someone will like them, if I think they have that kind of taste in anime, I'll recommend it to them. But all that aside, it's just like you know, there's always going to be those people. You're gonna have the people that debate like two people in a death battle. You're gonna have the people that debate how strong this person really is, this and that. You're gonna have the Goku stands, you're gonna have the Itachi stands, the Madara stands. You're just gonna have that general crowd, like, regardless of what group you're in. That's just what anime groups are. You're, you're always gonna have those people. And it's like, some of them are just honestly just like, and they're just, I enjoy this character, so this and that. But some of them, you can tell are there to stir the pot to be an asshole. Like, uh, this one dude, I forget what, it was, yeah, it was in the black anime group, and I really thought it was funny, because he, he ended up deleting his comment, and because everyone roasted him in the comments, and I know he deleted it, because then I tried to, like, comment on it, and be like, yo, nice bait, bro, but it, it was, like, error, and then I, like, it went off the post, and I tried to go back, and it wasn't there anymore, like, it, it, he deleted it, (laughs) But, uh, pretty much his comment, it was a bait post, 100%. He was saying that, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho is, and some like Yu Yu Hakusho is, is and always has been, like, a trash anime series. The Spirit Gun is the weakest death beam kind of attack I've ever seen. And I was just, like, in my head, I was like, first off, bro, Spirit Gun's not a death beam. It's a blast of energy. <laughs> a death beam is made to pierce. That's, like, Freeze's death beam. It's made to pierce through your, like, your heart. Like, a blast, like, spirit gun isn't meant to do that. When, earlier in the series, when he was firing the spirit gun, back when his energy was much weaker, it did look like something similar to a, to a death beam. But it's not a death beam. As we see later, he shoots it out like it's a fucking cannon. Giant blast of energy. So it's just like, come on, dude. But I, but like all that aside, it's just like it was clearly a bait post. He was clearly trying to upset people, which he did. People were in there mad, but also people were clowning him because everyone knew it was bait. Everyone was just like, "You're just trying to make people fucking mad," and it was such a weak comment. It was just like, "Okay, nigga, no one cares." And I guess he got tired of being bombarded 
with comments roasting him, so he just ended up deleting the post. But, anywho, that's just, you know, the general stuff that goes on in an anime group. If you've never been in a Facebook anime group, there you go. That's some stuff you can... You can expect some good stuff, too, like post your favorite character, post your favorite series. Series recommendations, people talking about the beauty of animation in a scene, the beauty of the voice acting in a scene, things, things like that. But, um... The general nature of a lot of a lot of these like groups and fans in general, the general nature in general, um, the nature of these these kind of groups and fans in general is is usually overall positive. I will say that like if you're looking for some negative shit, you're gonna find some negative shit, or maybe you're even the negative person. But personally, for me, these three groups that I'm in in particular overall positive experience with and if you're having an overall negative experience in a group leave the group it's not worth your stress it's not worth the stress it's not worth the time just let it go like i i let that shit hang over me too long it wasn't worth it it was stupid and petty um and that's something i had to learn when i ditched those groups but um i saw something interesting from a certain poster and uh i believe this person i don't even want to say their gender is uh, is an admin to this group, to this black anime group, and they, uh, I, I see their posts a lot, I don't talk to them a lot, I don't, I don't comment on a lot of posts unless it's something like, oh, what's your favorite show, or, oh, what scene do you believe this, or, oh, what villain do you believe, like, stuff like that, when they're just asking people's general opinions and questions, I try not to get into debates anymore, because people are fucking hard-headed, and they don't like to listen to you, or they'll hit you with the, uh, the what's it called, the, you just don't get me, bro, you just not get what I'm saying, it's like, nigga, I can disagree with you, anywho, the reason why, the reason why I don't entertain that shit anymore, it's not, it's not worth it, but, um, this person, I know, I see their post a lot, because they're an admin, so they, they post a lot of, you know, like, updates and info, but they also post things like, uh, they're, they're, they're like a Yaoi Yuri fan, and, like what you want to like, dude, not for me, I don't, but I don't care, like, it's whatever to them, and I know some people in the group are like, man, stop posting that gay shit, but it's just like, bro, shut the fuck up, people, people are gay, people are gay, just like, who who fucking cares, why does that bother you so much, but, you know, this person will, you know, post not, like, explicit stuff, because they, like, actually are an avid manga reader, anime watcher kind of person, so they'll, they'll post series that are, like, labeled Yari or Yuri, but it's just more like the relationships or the romances of it. So it's just, like, it's just the type of storylines they like. So it's just, whatever, like what you want. Like I said, I'm a Shonen fanboy. Some people fucking hate Shonen. Whatever. That's life. But, um, they've always been that type of person to call people out on hating on something they liked. Like, they, they, uh, they, they always seem like that person that wouldn't be a hypocrite. So it was whatever. But then they posted something one day, and it kind of was just like, really? Really? That's such a blanket statement. They were saying something like, I don't understand... Okay, I, I don't remember the whole post, but they were saying, I don't understand how people can just watch and enjoy like YouTube videos or something like that. Like, I don't get it. It's like, somebody please, like, tell me what's so great about it, this and that. And I was like, okay, maybe they just don't like YouTube. But then they, like, generalized all YouTube videos in the same post. And I thought it was really weird and really childish. Because they were saying, like, how do people, like, stand watching these? They're just all reaction videos. Like, I, I was at somebody's house and they just turned on reaction videos. And it was so... I was... They were, like, generalizing YouTube to, like, one type of video. Like, you could only post videos of yourself reacting to something or something like that. And they were just saying YouTube is boring and YouTube is trash and it's, like, so cringy and bad. Like, it was that kind of post and that kind of nature and intent. And I found it really, like, ignorant of this person to say that just because it's just like, well, first off, YouTube doesn't only have just reaction videos. That's only one thing. You can post any kind, almost any kind of video content, I don't want to say any kind of video content, but you can post a variety of things, like some people have web series, some people have ARGs for the horror, some people have historical events, some people post, like, have anime-based channels where they'll talk about anime and manga, the news, their thoughts on stuff, reviews, some people do Let's Plays, 
Some people do tutorials. There's a lot of different genres. Some people post music, not music videos of other people, but post themselves playing music they wrote and made and recorded, trying to get... Like, there's a lot of different things you can post onto YouTube and are out there on YouTube. There's a lot of different content to absorb. It's it's a lot of the reason why a lot of people don't watch TV anymore. I do not watch TV anymore. Like, regular TV. Like, I have, like, Hulu. And I use... Um, I have Hulu. I use Crunchyroll. Uh, I use a friend's Netflix time to time. But I, like, actually turning on the TV and tuning into a channel, I have not done in years, I want to say. Like, I... I don't watch TV anymore. I just don't. I just stopped. And it's because it's so much easier to get to the content you want online. And even it's like, well, you won't find shows. You're just looking for what you like. You won't find anything new. You can find something new. I find stuff stuff new all the time. You just gotta be in the know. Like, you're gonna find what you're looking for. So it's just... It's just like... I don't feel the need to watch regular TV. Like, there's nothing appealing to me about it. Like, even, like, people are like, well, what about shows... Like, when Game of Thrones is still airing, like, on HBO, but I'm like, that's a channel you have to pay extra for. It's not just, like, oh, cable, this is on it. It's like, that's like a premium channel. Like, that's different, too, you know what I mean? And there's HBO Now and HBO Go and all that HBO stuff. So it's just like, eh, eh, I'll... Anything, anything on TV I can find online, like, pretty fucking easily at this point. In this day and age, TV is kind of really becoming obsolete. And, um, a lot of people rather pay for, like, a couple streaming services than a cable bill. And arguably that can go up to being, like, the same price, depending on how many streaming services you have. But, in the end, people find that better because it's a selection of things they can just choose from rather than waiting for a show in a time slot to turn to come on. So, I don't know. I don't know the personal state of TV, like regular television and cable and stuff, just because I don't, I don't get into detail about that stuff personally. But, like I'm saying, I'm like rambling going off the rails here. Um... It just goes back to my point. It's just like YouTube is has everything on it. Like if you want to watch a music video, you can probably find that music video. If you want to watch a tutorial, you can probably find that tutorial. Some gameplay, you can find it. Uh, commentary, you can find it. News, you can find it even on YouTube now. Like you want to watch a show, YouTube people have shows. People YouTube has original series. I don't know how good or how bad they are. I haven't watched any of them. Um, uh, people make their own little web shorts. Like I said, there's horror, there's ARGs where you figure out mysteries, there's documentaries. There's a lot of stuff on YouTube. Like, you can even, like, buy and rent movies on YouTube now, I believe, too. Like, I, like, you see that time to time, they try to, like, recommend films for you to rent or purchase and shit like that. Like, you, you can find a lot of stuff on here, like... So it's just, like, to boil it down to, like, one specific thing of content you didn't personally enjoy, and then say that this is all YouTube is, so YouTube must suck. I was just like, wow, that was such a strong and toxic generalization of something. Kind of like how people generalize stuff that you like. Like, people generalize, yeah, and you're an anime in general into one lumped category, and then just hate on it, not knowing how deep it goes. Like, people label anime as a genre. Anime isn't a genre, really. It's a form of media. Like, it's something to consume, because there's different genres of anime. Not all anime are the same. There's sports anime. If you like comedy, they got comedy anime. If you like romance, they have romance. They have action they have, like, adventure, we have horror, sci-fi. There's genres, just like how movies and TV shows have genres. These are shows. They have genres. Not every anime falls under the same category. There's anime that are extremely realistic. I think I brought it up before, but Beck Mongolian Chop Squad. That show is about a band. It's, it's very fucking realistic. There's nothing, like, crazy, supernatural, over-the-top. They don't... Like, some anime, even, like, like the Slice of Life's, they'll have, like, those gags scenes that are clearly, like, not real, like, unrealistic things, but it's just to emphasize a joke. It's being cartoonish. 
like Beck is like real. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you can find some shit you're interested in. I feel like a lot of people that don't like anime probably like watch something they clearly weren't going to be into anyway. Like maybe they watch some kind of like shonen anime and they're not even into like action and like movies or regular shows. But they generalize anime to the shonen action category. So they're just like, well, this is anime. This is all anime. Like, this is what every anime is, and that couldn't be further from the truth. And maybe they could have found something that they enjoyed had they looked through the genres. And I feel like, had this person looked, actually takes the time, if this person actually takes the time to look through YouTube, they'll probably find some kind of content they like. I don't like everything I see on YouTube. I watch very specific content on YouTube. It's all nerd. It's grown. Like, I I have, like, a few channels I watch for, like, news. Um, A few channels I watch for commentary just because I like... I like podcast-style stuff now. That's why I wanted to start doing podcasts. I like having conversations and hearing people discuss certain things and topics of that nature. So I have stuff like that that I uh, subscribe to. I have a few uh, horror and scary channels I've subscribed to, like uh, Nightmine, Night Expo, Rob Gavigan, all great channels. Um, I have some channels for, like, funny stuff slash gaming, like, a lot of those. And then if I'm not watching any of those channels, I'm listening to music on YouTube. That's usually what I'm doing. So it's like, I find a lot of the stuff that entertains me on YouTube. And I kind of use that as a base. So, like, when I get home and relax, I'm usually turning on YouTube and watching whatever videos are on my subscription feed. Kind of like how people are like, oh, cool, it's time to go home and watch these shows. Like, on the schedule program on the TV. Like, that's what it's become. And it's kind of crazy that that's happened, but I don't see it as necessarily inherently a bad thing. But that's a whole different topic. But like I like I was saying, like what they were doing the YouTube is what people do to anime viewers, and it's such a hypocritical thing. And I see a lot of like anime people do that, like are hypocritical to certain things. It's just like the things you're judging them for, you get you yourself get judged for. So two wrongs don't make a right, and it's not just anime; it goes into gaming, like people. Be like, oh, they're addicted to drugs and this and that. But though, I know people that'll go on fucking gaming bitches for like days, and it's just like we all joke about, oh, they game for three hours. Oh, it's so long, haha. Like we've we've all had gaming binges for like hours on end. But some people they really need to fucking chill. Like some people will play games, not get up or really leave their room unless they have to pee or eat. And sometimes they don't even do that for days at a time. We know this exists. We know people can be addicted to video games. I don't think it's as extreme as, like, the news tries to make it out to be. But there are certain people. And I don't think that's, like, something a game causes. I think you have... I think you inherently have an addictive personality if that happens to you. Because as much as I like certain games and how I, like, lazily waste time on certain games or things... I can't just be sitting in one place for, like, days on end doing the same thing. Eventually, I need a break. I need to, like, go do something else with my time in my life. Because I like, I like games. I like watching anime or reading manga. I like music. I like listening to music. I like uh, making music with my friends when we can do that. Like, I like a few different hobbies. I And I am a very, like, hermit type. Like, I don't like to go to public places. If I go outside, chances are I'm just going to another friend's house to hang out. I don't really like going out in public and doing stuff. Like, I don't I don't like people. I'm not a fan. <laughs> not a fan of getting around people. But it's just like, I have hobbies. Like, I don't just stay home and watch anime. It's like, sometimes I'm like, I'll read a book. Sometimes I'll be writing. Sometimes I'll be just listening to music. And it's like, not even listening to music as a background, like, if there's a new album that comes out and I want to, like, really listen to it and get the meaning of it, I will sit there and do nothing else but listen to said album and really soak it in. Like, there's there's different things you can do, and it's just, I, I feel like I'm rambling off the rails a lot, but I feel like a lot of 
like nerds in the nerd world feel that way and they feel misunderstood to an extent like but then i feel like they also get this kind of like all some of them not all of them some of them do get that elitist attitude in that sense because they're just like normal people wouldn't these normies wouldn't understand how i actually feel about this like they wouldn't get it they can't comprehend it and things like that but it's just like maybe that's just your thing man and that's not theirs like how like how people will like tease someone for having like a room full of like anime posters and figures and things like that and anime dvds but then they themselves will have like they'll be a big sports fan it's like nigga you a nerd <laughs> you're just a sports nerd like if you have like basketball posters and all these different books and like little bobbleheads and trading cards and all that shit from basketball but you're just a nerd for basketball <laughs> but i play basketball okay it doesn't, doesn't change something you're obsessed with, you know what I mean? Like, so it's it's kind of like this two-sided thing where, like, I think everyone is a hypocrite, in a sense. And I think, like I said, like, with a sports nerd, it kind of all boils down to, like, nerd culture in general. I feel like a nerd is just someone who's, like, really, really, really fucking into a certain thing, like... It's gotten generalized into, like, anime, comics, movies, like, kind of nerdy games, like, things like that into that one corner. But I'm like, some of these sports fans is nerds, bro. Some of these sports fans is nerds. Like, I'm not, I don't hate sports, but I'm just not, like, a huge sports fan. I'll, like, watch a game if it's interesting, like a basketball game or a football game. That should look like it's popping off. It, I'm into it. Soccer, even, like, tennis and stuff, like, things like that. But I don't know all the rules, I don't know all the terms, I don't know all the players. Like, that's just, because just, I personally am not that big of a fan to take more time to learn that stuff. But there are people like that. There are people like that that know every player's name. They can name their stats from whatever year off the top of their head. This and that. They went to this school and did that. I'm like, dude, you're a nerd. That's what a nerd is. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't care if it's about basketball, bro. Like, you're a, you're a fucking geek. <laughs> but then, like, those people will go around and turn their fingers on someone, like, who's into a video game series. Like, if someone's, like, super into The Legend of Zelda... Like, and I find Legend of Zelda a little fascinating, but I'm not, like, a big Zelda fan either. Just because I haven't played a lot of the games. But, 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 like I was saying, like, if someone's, like, super into The Legend of Zelda and they know all the lore, the characters, they played, like, all the games, they know all the stuff and mechanics, they know, like, oh, the designer who did this is such and such and such and such. And then somebody will, like, be like, God, fucking loser with all this stuff. But then they themselves will have the, all these posters and sports cards and shit and some of them don't even play the sport, but they're super obsessed with it like that. And then they'll get online and play, like, 2K. It's just like, okay, bruh. Look at the pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> like, And this is just a lot of random thoughts that are going on in my head. All based from this one person's, like, whole, like, overly generalized critique of YouTube. And they're just like... How could people watch this stuff? Because it's like, people watch stuff that they like. That's like, like, that'd be like, something petty to do would been, that I thought about would have been like, you saying this about people who like YouTube is like me going into your comments and be like, how can you watch this fucking Yuri and Yowie bullshit, all this, and then you getting defensive and explaining why you do. It's just like, okay, nigga. You have reasons. They have reasons. Also, just because two people watch YouTube doesn't mean they necessarily watch the same fucking things. <laughs> like, my brother watches YouTube. We watch a lot of different stuff. There's, like, a few channels that we are both subscribed to. Probably, like, three. <laughs> and then everything else is different. Like, my brother likes, like, a lot of those, uh, those vlogging kind of channel videos. Like, black kids just doing random stuff, things like that. I'm not, I'm not into vlogs, bro. I, I like, I like podcast stuff. I like, uh, Let's Plays. I like Let's Plays because, like, when two people are playing a game and just talking, like, 
I, I know some people are just like, How, you're just watching someone play a game. Well, it's just like, well, it's not really like me watching them play a game. I'm more there to hear the conversation. I like when people are like talking. Like when I'm hanging out with my friends and one of them's playing a game and we're just chatting. Like the, the things, the randomness of it. Like it's fun. It's a fun time. So that's why I like stuff like that. Like with, like with Game Grumps. Game Grumps is fucking, they're ridiculous. They're hilarious. They just talk about the randomness stuff and play games. Those are kind of let's plays though, but like sometimes, like half the time they're not even talking about the game. They're just having a conversation, and that's the thing about it. It's it's more about the personality of the person than the game. Like if I typed in, fucking let's see, like like when God of War came out, like the PS4 remake, or uh, not remake. It's it is a continuation. It's just called God of War. When uh, God of War first came out on the PS4. When that game first came out, if I looked up God of War Let's Play, I probably would have found several different YouTubers doing Let's Plays of God of War. So, why would I pick particularly one or two over the other, like, 30 personality? Anyone can can upload a video of themselves playing a game. Like, anyone can do that. It's what... what gets you viewers and views and retention and stuff is your personality as a person. So you gotta, you gotta admire, like, Let's Players, especially, like, a lot of them, like, the big ones, because that's, like, a job for them. Like, they, they have to go out and entertain. And I think a lot of people outside of that world don't see it as that. They're just, like, you're just watching people play games. But that's, that's not what it is. It's, that's not what it solely is for. You know what I mean? It's 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 an oddity, but I think in general, everyone is a nerd for something in some way. Like, regardless of what that may be. Like, if you're super into it, bro, like, you're probably a nerd for it. If you know more than the average person outside of that group doesn't know about it, you're, you're, you're a nerd. And the the hypocrisy of it in general is that Every nerd will call a nerd out for being a nerd. <laughs> like, and, and when you when, when when I say it out loud, it sounds fucking stupid. Like every nerd will call a nerd out for being a nerd, but that's that's what they do. Like that's that's exactly what it is. That's what they do. And then if you try to call them a nerd, they get all defensive. They're just like, oh, I'm not a nerd. I'm like, why is it a bad thing that you you're so into this thing? That you dedicated some time to it. Especially if you, like, see some kind of career out of it. You know what I mean? Like, people that do, like, commentaries over things. And they, like, form that into some kind of job or career. Through YouTube sometimes. Boom, 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 boom. It all works out. Um, People who were super into video games end up making video games. And they make all this money and they make a successful career. But it's not even about that. It's the... The fact that they get to do something they enjoy every day. And people might have called them a nerd for it, but look at them now, they have a career. Uh, me personally, like, reading manga, watching anime, back in those days, uh, back in the days of middle school and stuff like that, when people would call me a nerd or a geek or weird for liking that stuff. It's whatever now, dude. Like, because eventually, if I keep trying, if I keep working on my writing, if if... If we keep working on another random tale and all things go well, me sitting there reading that stuff could lead to something very prosperous for me someday that I enjoy. And I always have faith in it, that it could work out that way, and that it will work out that way because people have already succeeded in that. Case in point, the dude that made Cannon Busters. Like, that's fucking cool that he did that. Uh, The creators of Avatar The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra. Like, they put their passion into those stories, and they're very anime-inspired stuff. So, it can work out. Like, and and for people to just pick on each other and point fingers and hate on each other for things they don't understand is, is a hypocritical thing, because they themselves have to defend themselves from people that do the same thing to them. So it's just all one big kind of circle jerk of everyone hating each other. And I feel like that's where, like, the true hypocrisy of it lies. It's just, like, 
everyone's a hypocrite, bro. I've probably been that way to a lot. I know I have when I was younger. I was, I was a lot worse like that. I would get really defensive. But it's like, what do you have to defend at the end of the day? You know what I mean? If you like something and people, if people don't like it and want to hate on you for it, fuck those people. <laughs> Go about your business. They probably like some stuff that you probably think is weird too, but whatever. They like it for some reason. And, and the notion that like when you, when you explain, oh, excuse me. Oh my God. The, the idea of, like, you having to explain something to someone, and then somebody's just like, oh, look at you getting all mad talk, explaining things. It's like, well, maybe I'm just explaining it to you. I, that's another thing I hate. When you try to get your point across, and maybe your point is a little, maybe long-winded, or just, like, kind of, like, this long thing, because you have to explain it to get your point across, and somebody's just like, oh, look at you getting all mad. I'm sorry that because I can speak more than a paragraph, I must be upset. I, like, I don't get where that comes from. Like, people don't talk a lot anymore. I don't, (laughs) I don't get it. Like, I'm supposed to get my point across to you within two sentences? Like, I, it's stupid. But, like, all these thoughts in my head kind of just boiled down from, boiled down, boiled down from that one comment. And, like I said, at the end of the day, like, the conclusion is, everyone's a hypocrite, man. The hypocrisy of the nerd culture is, everyone is a nerd and everyone is a hypocrite. (laughs) Everyone will say their thing is the best. Everyone will say your thing is weird. Everything will say your thing is stupid. Everyone will defend what they love to the ends of the earth without trying to get an understanding of the other person or what they enjoy. And I think... I don't want to say you should have to get to know someone else's interest. If you're not interested in it, you're not interested in it, keep it pushing. But kind of think before you just trash on something, bro. Like, actually, like, if you're gonna trash on something, you should try to get understanding of it. I will say that. You don't have to get into everything in the world, especially if you really don't feel like it. But I feel like you shouldn't really... Like, people go around judging a book by its cover. And it's just like, you shouldn't really have the right to comment or complain about something that you know nothing about. And you don't even have to get that deep to get an understanding. You can watch a couple of episodes of a couple of different, like, anime to get an understanding of, like, anime culture. Like a base understanding. And understand if it's for you or not for you. But it's the the idea of, like, generalizing something and trashing on it is, is kind of ignorant. Because it's like, for all you know, there's something in there, in that cluster, that you could really enjoy, but you're not giving it the chance. Just like that person. There's probably something out there on YouTube, some kind of content, some creator, some video, that they really could like. That they're not giving a chance, because they're just like, nah, YouTube's all commentary. And that, my friends, is how I turned this one comment into a long-winded-ass complaint. (laughs) Um... Urgh. Sorry for the stretching. This chair. This is my butt in this chair. But, um, I think that's all I gotta say about it, honestly. I don't wanna drag this on too much longer. Just cause, uh, not much left to say. Everyone is a hypocrite, guys. That's the moral to the story. But, you, the real moral to the story is you should, you should be a little more open-minded. I would say. Cause, I also was about to, like, kind of be really petty and comment on her shit and say like don't you get all pissy and defensive when people talk about the shit you like <laughs> but i i i didn't end up ended up doing i didn't end up doing it not because uh not because i was like you know what i'm gonna be the better person and not say anything but because the news feed updated <laughs> so i then i couldn't do it and i couldn't find the post anymore even on the page, and like so many things get posted on that that group so many times, like it, it, I was like, I'm not gonna find it. But <laughs> I'm kind of glad I didn't because it let me get my thoughts out to this. It's just like maybe maybe be a little more open minded, be a little more considerate of what other people enjoy. Like, don't get me wrong, there's some shit out there that people are into that they shouldn't be into. Y'all know who you is. Looking up that nasty shit on the internet. That illegal stuff. <laughs> but, but in general. In a general sense. Take the time. 
Especially if it's someone you know. And don't don't go around making ignorant posts like, How can anyone like YouTube? It's just stupid reaction videos. Bitch, no. <laughs> no, it's not. It's more than that. So I think, rather than like this being like a talk about the hypocrisy of it, I think this is a talk about being a hypocrite in general and how all hypocrites are hypocrites. <laughs> all hypocrites are hypocrites are hypocrites. <laughs> but um, it's just that basic, that general talk of like, People hate on stuff they don't understand, but then they'll defend stuff that other people don't understand from them, which thus creates the hypocrisy. And it's funny because the way to solve this whole roundabout thing is to just, like, actually talk to each other and have an open conversation. But then at the same time, if you speak too much and have an open conversation, you're upset or mad about something. You can't just explain anything. So, that's the kind of state of the world we live in, in the nerdosphere. But, I think that's enough ranting for one week. This this has been a weird, weird Friday. This was an unintended uh, podcast topic, and it wasn't something I was thinking about too much, just because I didn't expect to do it for another week or two. But, I was like, fuck it, dude, we're gonna put the Yu Hakusho stuff on hold. Let me just get these, these rambles out of my head. Maybe we'll address the whole hypocrisy idea another time, too. But I wanted to just get it out while I still kind of had the thoughts fresh in my mind. But uh, I think that's about it. I think that's all we're going to touch on. So I will try and watch Cannon Busters this week before next podcast. And I might not make a full Cannon Busters like theme podcast episode. We might be talking about a few things. But if I do watch P- Cannon Busters, I will give my, my thoughts about it. It won't be an in-depth review, but I will give my thoughts on it, how I feel. And probably give more thoughts on the whole uh, people liking the series because it was made by... Black people liking the series because it was made by a black person kind of argument. Because while I do feel like that happens often and possibly is happening now with some people, I don't think every black person that likes Cannon Busters likes it just because it was made by a black person. So that's, that's pretty much it. That's what we'll end it. So y'all know the deal. Just follow me on the Art Project Facebook. Get all our updates. And next week, I don't know the topic yet, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Sorry for the randomness this week. Catch you next week. Bye.